Welcome to PodCash, the portable professional development podcast from Cash Alumni. Cash Alumni is the fastest growing association of professionals in care, health and education. And we're happy to have you here. This is where you'll hear from specialists and experts from across our network. Here's what's coming up. There's near to 2,000 videos on the platform. So there was the period of obviously creating all those videos and making it. And so we've been in schools for the last 18 months or so. And when we speak to schools and show them, they absolutely can see what we're trying to achieve and how it would be effective in their school. Let's jump in to this week's episode. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Really excited about this conversation we're about to have. I'm Bethan Hardin and I've got a background in education, always worked in education, still working in education and always will. A very quick summary, I started as a teacher in Swindon um, and quickly became the maths leader and a lead maths teacher for the county. Then moved to America for a year and worked in a school in America just for experience and opportunity to travel and see education in another country. And then returned to Cardiff, which is my hometown, and worked in a large inner city school there, very high disadvantage, but it was a very well-known school, very forward-thinking. So I became the maths leader, then the English lead, safeguarding lead, assistant head, etc., and then became head teacher of that school, Herb Thompson Primary School in Cardiff. And we had a very successful inspection there and so became kind of the Welsh version of a teaching school, if you like. And we wrote and delivered a lot of CPD for teachers and head teachers across the region. Most days we had people visiting our school, watching lessons, being trained and so on. So that was a really exciting opportunity. And I then became a strategic lead for the Central South Consortium. And we set up a lot of teaching hubs, improvement hubs, they were called, across the region. And we were a pioneer school and so on. So had great opportunities there to work with other leaders. And then in 2016, I got married to somebody from the northeast of England. So I moved to the northeast of England and became head of an all-through school, which is 3 to 19 school in Blythe in Northumberland and then two years ago I finished not two years ago probably about 18 months ago now I finished being a head teacher and joined my husband and we set up Hard in Education. Hard in Education does two things it provides leadership training and coaching and support for school leaders and head teachers but it also we provide a number curriculum and learning platform called Winning with Numbers. And that is a primary maths curriculum for the number part of the curriculum and a learning platform, which includes a whole suite of resources for schools and parents and children to ensure that children are fluent and confident with number, ideally by the age of 10. So that's kind of what our mission is through Winning with Numbers. Wow. Well, I've... I've, I've got loads of questions because there were loads of really interesting things that you've said in there. The first thing I wanted to ask, because it's, it, I, I didn't, I didn't know this already was three to 19. What's that like? Three to 19? Like that sounds like a massive age range. How do you, how do you look after the needs of and cater to such a massive age range? Of- I skipped over that part because I was, was aware of time, but yeah, it was, it was a great professional opportunity for me as well, being ahead of a, primary school then move into a school which was all through 
I was a co-principal with somebody who was responsible for secondary and I was responsible for primary, but we very much worked together. We led the school as one, if you like, and we held lots of national conferences because like you said, how does that work? There's a range of all through schools across the country and the feedback we got through running these conferences was that actually the primary school and the secondary school very much worked in isolation in reality. And so we were very much wanted to explore how you make a three to 19 school most effective, what leadership structure should it, ha- should it have, should the staff be working together and so on. So it was a really great experience for me and for all the staff to work in the, in the school for three to 19, because often primary schools say that secondary schools don't pick up the children from where they're at and the children take a dip in year seven, which is very common. And you know, secondary schools might say about primary that we're not preparing them for that secondary curriculum. So having the opportunity to bring those staff together to make sure that that, the curriculum, the teaching, the transition was as seamless as possible was great. Because yeah, it is well known that children do take a dip in year seven. And what we're all about in Winning with Numbers is that seamless curriculum. So there isn't a dip and that children feel that they're being taught by the same teacher, if you like that the teachers know the children's background knowledge and start from that point. Whereas often in year seven, it's a difficulty that the children don't, the teachers don't know the children's background knowledge and therefore just starting from where the curriculum tells them to start in year seven. So yeah, it, it was great to have those opportunities in CPD and more informally as well to get those teachers together to make sure that number one, the curriculum is sequenced and that the teachers know that curriculum and also know the children. And so there's less negative effect during those transition periods. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about Winning with Numbers. How does that work? What, what is it? Obviously, being, being a head teacher and my husband who started the company has also got a head teacher background and he's a math specialist and was an Ofsted inspector, isn't anymore. So yeah, we've got a lot of background in education and there's a, a real frustration, particularly in math, and it was very evident after COVID that children aren't confident in the basic number. And therefore, that's when we get the negative mindset when it comes to maths, because children are put into difficult problem-solving situations or given challenges, and they haven't got that foundation and they haven't got that basic number knowledge. So then they get anxious or or worried or, you know, because they can't answer the problem or they don't know how to apply their knowledge to the challenge because they haven't got it. So we have a real vision really to ensure that all children are fluent and confident with number and they're then able to apply that into the wider maths curriculum. And so we want them fluent and then they obviously the confidence comes from that because we've all heard a lot about the negative mindset in math even the government talking about it and so so that that that's where we're at really and it's a bit like phonics for math so anyone knows primary education they know about the importance of phonics getting the children to understand and know the letter sounds in order to be able to apply that knowledge to the wider reading curriculum it's the same with winning with numbers in math so we say winning with numbers is like phonics for math getting that solid foundation in in order for it to apply so so How we do that, we've built, we've written a curriculum, which has got 300 wins, is what we call, but they're basically learning objectives. 
And those learning objectives, those wins, are being put in a straight line curriculum. So it's easy for teachers and parents to follow that curriculum and deliver it to, to the children. Often our maths curriculums, we have strands and teachers have to jump from one strand to the other. So we wanted to simplify that and put it in a straight line. So we've got 300 wins, 300 objectives in a straight line. And that curriculum took about six to eight months to actually write and put together. Again, schools haven't got the time or maybe the expertise in order to do that. So, so we've, we've put that curriculum together. And then that curriculum is put onto a learning platform. And our learning platform, people often say, what's your, what's unique about your platform? Well, again, having a school background, we've ensured that there's a suite of resources on there for teachers, for parents and for children. So each of the 300 wins has a CPD video that is very short and it basically tells the member of staff, this is what you're teaching, this is why you're teaching it, and this is how to teach it. Because there's lots of primary teachers who aren't confident in math. They might have not had a good experience themselves in maths, totally understandable. And so rather than having one big inset day at the beginning of the year, we give a drip feed of CPD throughout the year. So for every lesson, the teachers, the teaching assistants have got a CPD video that kind of trains them at ongoing. And it's called Be the Expert Videos because we want our staff to become more and more expert in teaching and maths because they know, we know they might not have had the knowledge or the experience themselves. And then for each of the 300 wins, there's a Teach Me video and there's goal videos. And those Teach Me videos and goal videos teach the children basically that win and the goal videos model to the children how to answer those questions and so the teachers can use that in class and the parents can use that at home so worst case scenario if you haven't got an adult there at all the children can just press play and it'll teach them that win and it'll model to them how to answer the questions but ideally you've got a member of staff or a parent sitting with the child and using that video kind of team teaching if you like with that video pressing pause and having conversations around it and whatnot. And then on the platform, the children can answer questions after watching the goal videos and having it modeled to them. They can answer questions either on their whiteboards, if schools haven't got devices, or they can answer questions straight into a d device. So they can, some schools use it on just the main class board and then ask children to answer the questions at home on their devices. And some schools who've got devices, obviously the children answer their questions there and then. And then if, if they do do that on a device, all the answers go into the system and the system gives you a lot of data analysis about how the children are performing and what speed they're working through for the win, are they at the expected standard, how many wins have they got to catch up and so on. But the key thing about Winning with Numbers is all the way through, there's a remind me feature. So if the children or the teachers think, oh, the children aren't quite getting this or if the children are at home and they don't quite understand, they can click the remind me feature. And the system will pick up what the children are not quite getting and take the member of staff or the parent back to the win that they, they need to re revisit. When I played Duolingo to teach myself German, like it knows the words that maybe I'm the weakest at and tries to yeah. build them into more sentences when I need yeah, it. Yeah. This lesson. It's yeah. So it'll pick up on the knowledge you've not got and it'll take you back to that win and say, right. don't worry. It, it's fine. It again, we don't want to cause any stress around the fact that you're not quite getting it let's just remind you you're not doing anything wrong let's just remind you the previous knowledge that you've forgotten 
So it takes them back to that win. And again, the children can work through the resources, the videos for, for that current win. So again, the parents can watch the Be The Expert videos and the parents can watch the Teach Me videos. So we're upskilling teachers. We're supporting parents who might get worried about in their child with maths because of their background knowledge. And we're also obviously um, teaching the children through the system and, and supporting them when, when those gaps have been identified. This is Podcash, brought to you by Cash Alumni. For discounts on everything from Apple products to MOTs, visit the cashback page of cashalumni.org.uk. That's cashalumni.org.uk. Bethany, you're like my dream guest because I keep thinking about interesting things to ask you and then you just answer them like during during the, the answer to the previous question. And it sounds like that I, it encompasses that idea of, of helping teachers and parents to also become fluent and confident if they're not. Absolutely. One of the more recent podcast episodes that we shared with Dr. Helen Williams about playful mathematics, we talked a lot about like the thing that you talked about at the beginning about someone having maybe a bad experience with maths. I can pinpoint my bad experience with maths. I, I know the moment that I forgot seven times seven over and over and over and over again and, and felt like I was never going to get it. And that was me done with maths forever when I was in primary school. But but we talked about that in that episode. So the idea that I suppose you're building that confidence in every area of that yeah. child's sort of learning environment, I think is is really nice. You've talked about it fitting with the curriculum and how it sort of maps that progress and does stuff. The bit about it being phonics for maths. How does working with numbers fit with the primary maths curriculum? It's taken the whole of the number part of the primary maths curriculum. So the rest of the maths curriculum, you know, winning with numbers doesn't doesn't address. It is just the number part. So it lifted the number part out of the maths curriculum. And you know, if you follow Winner with Numbers, you are absolutely covering your curriculum, their maths curriculum as it stands, and introduce Winner with Numbers as an addition. So it's just an extra injection, if you like, of number. So they know when they come to that part of number or a part of the wider maths curriculum where they'll need that knowledge, the children will be confident because they've already come across this in Winner with Numbers. That makes so, sense. And I think talking to Helen Williams, like obviously she was saying that like number is the bit that people aren't confident with. So schools yeah. might already be doing things like doing more shape stuff because yeah. if you use the word maths and people start to associate that with shape, so with volume, yeah. with like that sort of fun experimenting type stuff yeah. that you do in maths, then yeah. it's easier to then introduce the maths with numbers bit because they're already confident so if actually they can also build that numbers confidence at the same time and start to associate that all as maths yeah yeah no I would completely agree with Helen saying that and that's why you know many have taken this as as an addition you know and it's extra injection just like you have phonics as an addition and it sits in isolation 20 minutes a day as part of your day Again, because you might, and that's what the difficulty is with a curriculum where you've got different strands of maths. Like you say, some teachers might lean towards spending longer in this strand because it's, you know, more more fun or they're more confident with it. So having winning with numbers where you are just focusing on the number part and you're moving from one win to the next ensures that that part, the really important part of the curriculum is being covered thoroughly. 
That's great. And, and, and what did you, you've, 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 you've been everywhere. What was it like going across to America and like the difference between the education systems in all three of those places is quite stark, I would imagine. So yeah, I started in Swindon just because that was kind of the first job that came out when you came to uni. So you applied straight away for the first job and all of a sudden you moved into Swindon. And then America, yeah, I had a desire to kind of work, work elsewhere. And I could see that in Swindon, when I became math lead for the, for the region, you know, and I was really enjoying that role, but I thought, and I wanted to progress with it, which is why I stepped out at that point thinking, let's, let's do the working elsewhere now. So then I could kind of return and really, really get my teeth into the career. But so, and, and then coming to Wales after America. So the biggest difference in America was that it was 11 form entry primary school, which not sure if they exist in England, but we're generally two form, three form is a big school. So working in an 11 form primary school was, was different. Um, and I was working in kindergarten, which again, the kindergarten approach is very different, but it was a fantastic experience. And I became multicultural lead and we, you know, it, it was a big school. And so community events were. There was a lot of money invested in them. So it was a great opportunity to be multicultural lead and organize these different events and, you know, really great budget in order to do that. So, yeah, so, yeah, it was a great experience to do that. And then obviously to move to Wales and then back to England. So, you know, the English and the Welsh curriculum, you know, the big, big difference that people would talk about at the moment, I guess, would be the Ofsted versus Austin. Austin is the Ofsted of Wales. And the, the topic at the moment is how the Wales have taken the judgments out of the inspection and just kind of given schools um, recommendations without that, that label that obviously a lot of people in England are fighting for. And so that's, I'm just using that because that's one thing that's really kind of uh, been discussed at the moment. But yeah, I mean, to me, children are children wherever you go. And, and that's what's interesting about maths as well. You know, we've made sure that with our curriculum, we've looked at the American curriculum, the Australian curriculum, et cetera, et cetera. Maths is maths wherever you go. Um, and so, and you know, it, it, that's why the straight line is very important with maths, whereas the history curriculum or the geography curriculum or the English curriculum might change depending on which country you go to. But children are children wherever you are. And when it comes to maths, the maths curriculum, you know, can be pretty consistent from country to country. Can I ask how, how that had informed the sort of stuff that you'd done with maths and, and what you brought into that? You see, the, the maths is maths wherever you go. But I think one of the tensions that I think me and you might have talked about in one of our off-air conversations before now with maths it's the way I do maths is different to the way my mom does maths. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the way my niece does maths is different to yeah, how I absolutely. do maths. So how... You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. People use <clears throat> different methods, which is what makes it difficult. So that that was a key... We, we knew that, which is why we included the Be The Expert videos for parents in Winning With Numbers. Because that is the frustration at home. A child says, I've got this homework. Parent tries to support, teaches them in the wrong way because what they learned at school is very different method to what their child is learning in school. So completely understand, which is why we put those be the experts in to say to parents, right, this is what they're learning. And this is how to teach them. This is the method we're using. So parents can feel relieved to say, right, I can support my child now because I know how they're learning it and we won't kind of have a clash, clash of discussions. 
So, and, and with that as well, for the first hundred, we're also saying to parents, because the children are obviously very young at that point, they might not be writing, they might be just saying their numbers, one to three, for example, that's the first win. So in those videos, we say to parents, this is what they're learning. Here's some ideas, maybe get some pasta out of the cupboard and lay the pasta out and ask the children to, you know, count them or, or what have you. So we're saying to the parents, start with the learning platform, watch the videos, but then here's some ideas of what, what you can do in play with your child, help kind of reinforce this number knowledge. So yeah, I completely understand. And that's why, like I say, we, we've included that to try and get rid of that frustration of all these different methods that, that people have learned how to, how to do math. I like that idea of like, tangible examples as well like ways to build it into play because I think like obviously again like thinking about maths being boring and scary like actually yeah it's not we use maths all the time like yeah. even the chickens Absolutely. that I've got in the garden do maths they look at the two piles of stuff and they decide which one's bigger and which one they're mm -hmm. therefore going to head towards like yeah like it's 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 something that we do quite naturally if yeah. we are left to do it without it becoming scary so yeah yeah, it doesn't have to be sit down and do this work for half an hour. Like you say, just whilst you're cooking, whilst you're watching TV or whatever, you know, you can add it, add in these relevant questions that don't feel like the child's doing some work, you know, if you like. Yeah, that sounds great. And is that similar with the teachers, with the, the staff members who are accessing the platform? So for those who might not be very confident with teaching maths mm. is that same sort of thought there for them actually yeah yeah absolutely. so again we say start with the platform watch watch the, the video and they're all very short particularly with the younger you know two three minutes and then take that learning into your areas in your classroom and here's some ideas and that's where we've not said directly what teachers have to do because people's environments vary so just some ideas to kind of spark a little bit of the teacher's creativity or, you know, to inspire them on the kind of things that they could do because their resources would vary store to store. This sounds like a really great solution. Like, how are you finding it getting into schools? Like, what, what, how, how easy is it to sort of give schools an, an answer to, to the, the problems that they've got with, with a maths curriculum? Yeah. So we've only, been because there's there's a near to two thousand videos on the platform, so there was the period of obviously creating all those videos and making it. And so we've been in schools for the last eighteen months or so. And when we speak to schools and show them, they absolutely can see what we're trying to achieve and how it would be effective in their school. So we we don't really get any negative feedback. It might be, oh, we can't use this right now because we've just started a new phonics scheme, for example, and hitting staff with two new programs is too much. So they might say, right, let's delay that until September, which is absolutely right, because the implementation of any kind of new program you use has got to be done effectively. And we work very closely with our schools to ensure that the implementation is done effectively. Again, because of being head teachers, we know we know what it's like. So we are our customers, if you like. And so we understand the issues in schools and the difficulties in schools. And so we very much as part of our program put quite intense support in. We want to see ourselves as part of the team. So we make sure, you know, we, we provide launch training to introduce winning with numbers to all the staff. 
And then we very much suggest going in, you know, on a termly basis, working maybe with the maths lead or with teachers to look at where you're at as a school and, and the implementation and how we can support. And we're always on the end of a phone for, you know, a team's meeting with the maths lead or the head teacher. Oh, you know, can you support this? Can you give us advice on this? Because we we aren't just a we don't like the word product. We aren't just a product that we just give to schools and we say goodbye. As soon as schools start winning with numbers, we see ourselves as part of their team and we want to work with them to make sure that it's implemented as, as well as possible in their context, because each context is different. Some might use it just for an intervention for some children who need to kind of catch up. Some school, most schools use it whole school. Some secondary schools have started to use it again for those children who need additional support. So we want to be part of that conversation to make sure that the implementation is, is smooth. And, and schools, you know, work extremely, you know, well with us. And, you know, it's great to see that they, they can, they recognize that this part of the curriculum needs, needs work. And I think, I think the government are getting there with it as well. In fact, the uh, Labour government very much put out phonics for maths, which is another kind of strap line. They've seen it for reading. They've said that here are the, programs that you should be using in order to get phonics and where it needs to be and they're starting to get there with number as well so you know schools do see that it's a problem and schools see that winning with numbers can can address that quite well that sounds great tell us more about secondary schools using winning with numbers because i hadn't thought about how this program could actually support anyone who needs support with numbers and maths and confidence with yeah yeah so what's great about it you know, obviously when you're teaching a whole class you're you're teaching one win but you might have children who should be on a lower win or a higher win and so what's great about winning with numbers is that individual children can be on different wins if if the setup allowed that so at secondary school it particularly does so if we've have not met the expected standard at primary so what do secondary schools do with them? The key thing we would say is get them fluent and confident with number. And so often they may be sent out with a learning support assistant to, to do some catch-up programs. But the learning support assistant or the teacher doesn't know the primary curriculum. So they might not be hitting the right, the right part of the child's learning journey. So with Winner with Numbers, a learning support assistant could take the group of children out and each of the individual children could be on a different win. And they simply, on an iPad or some device, press play. It'll teach them. And so the learning support assistant in secondary is just there to facilitate that group. But they're able to simply press play. The child is taught. Press play on the goal video as the child is modeled how to answer the questions. Then they, that child can answer the questions. If they get stuck, they got the remind me feature to take them back. So the secondary schools very much use them like that, where the learning support assistant is just a facilitator, but they know they're getting high quality math teaching at the exact point where the child's at, rather than the teacher assistant being given something by the class teacher who might not be aware of exactly where the child's at and the primary curriculum and how to, how to do, deliver that. So. Really, it's kind of, someone said it's like a gift to secondary schools because it's there on a plate. And again, you might have learning support assistants who've not had a good experience with maths, not confident themselves. They can watch 
even if it's two minutes before the lesson, um, the be the expert video that will help explain to them what's going to be covered and, and how it's going to be taught and so on. This is Podcash, brought to you by Cash Alumni. For job search and careers advice in care, health and education, why not try our state-of-the-art SkillsMiner AI tool? SkillsMiner is under the careers tab of cashalumni.org.uk. That's cashalumni.org.uk. I used to work in welfare to work and in homelessness. And a lot of the people that I would support or that would come into contact with would struggle with numeracy. Can you see women with numbers support in those adult groups with numeracy skills? Yeah, absolutely. So the government don't know if listeners know, but they've invested a lot of money in what they call the Multiply Project. And the Multiply Project, the purpose of that is to get the adults you're talking about fluent and confident with number, if you like. And so there's there's lots of organizations who are running various programs to support adults with numeracy, exactly what you've described there. So we actually work with, at the moment, two or three organisations. They're actually football clubs who kind of run these adult programmes and they have they now work with us. So they use Winning With Numbers as part of their programme. So they might run some sessions on cooking on a budget, if you like, to help those adults with numeracy on that side. But they also use Winning With Numbers and the those adults work through the Winning with Numbers program with their child. So it is teaching them the maths that their child's learning and promoting a more positive kind of relationship between the adults and the child when it comes to supporting with homework. But also it's helping the child, their parent with their own numeracy too. So the last hundred wins particularly a lot of us would have to kind of remind ourselves how to multiply with decimal place numbers and things like that. So those last hundred words, particularly those adults, either with their child are working through the Winning with Numbers program, or they're able to use the program themselves individually. Some of them might not like to within the group, but they've got access if they buy winning with numbers, they've got access both in school, in the groups and at home. So those adults might access that at home on their own, working through the program themselves. So, yeah, because we tried to strip away a lot of the gamification for cognitive load theory reasons, but also to ensure that it wasn't childlike, if you like, for secondary schools. And so adults who were using it don't find it it particularly childish you know because there's no the gamification kind of like I say we've stripped it back as much as possible to make people focus on the learning and the teaching that's going on in the videos so yeah we are working with some young adults groups in order to improve their numeracy and you know we found that we hadn't thought about that ourselves but it's been really effective and so you know we very much would welcome opportunity to work with kind of young adult groups particularly if they've got children who can also work through the program as well. Yeah, I suppose like as an adult who obviously is quite good at maths, haven't been maths lead from a young age and marrying mm. another maths head teacher, how like, how do you get into the mindset of someone who's not good mm. at maths? Well, interestingly, we're not, I did math A-level, but we're not what you would imagine 
as in grade A students to degree level, you know, or first degree at all, particularly then. So obviously we got through school, we did okay with math, but I think it's because I'm waffling now here, but I had an A-level teacher. Hopefully he's not listening. He was a lovely man, but he was so, so, so intelligent in math. He could not communicate it because it was all in his brain and he couldn't communicate it to us. Like I say, a lovely man, but just couldn't teach it because he didn't understand people who didn't understand it. Had a similar experience with a math teacher. We were on the board and we were all lost within seconds. So that's, that's not us. So very much that's why I think Ben is really invested in math, particularly because he's able to teach it, understanding that it needs to be broken down into very, very small steps. So our winning with numbers curriculum, you've got the national curriculum here. The winning with numbers curriculum is broken into very, very small steps. And the goals within each win is broken down even further. And if you see the videos, you will see that because it's, it's based on a real understanding that gaps are caused because we move through the curriculum too quickly. And so most people need it broken down into really small steps in order to understand it and able to grasp. So actually, yeah, you know, we're not PhD students in maths and we understand that a curriculum needs to be broken down into the smallest of steps because we understand, frankly, the majority of people learn like that and that's why we've got such great percentage of students going to secondary school without that basic knowledge because we're moving through the curriculum too quickly being a bit like that a-level teacher i talked about there you know so winning with numbers is, is is not being built by somebody with that mindset at all so that makes loads of sense like my the best ma- yeah best math teacher i ever had was a gentleman who actually failed his math GCSE twice and right. then he joined the army and the army right. taught him maths. And because they had taught it to people who didn't understand maths and hate maths that way, when he left the army, he decided to get his PGCE and become a maths teacher. I think what I learned about maths at that time was that I needed maths to be tangible. I needed it to be something that I could imagine or that was real yeah. so that numbers became like, something that you could picture rather than yeah just obtuse things that exist yeah 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 absolutely but as well these days moving you know with how fast tech is moving to have a whole curriculum and all the tangible things you need in order to move that curriculum is, is really difficult which is why you know again putting winning with numbers onto a platform allows it all to be there and all to be accessible by schools and homes and then the tangible part, the human beings, you know, in the child's life can can build that in. But having having it all there in one place with all the teaching and the resources and the support, you know, I think is important these days particularly, you know, and with things like homeschooling and, and there's a whole world of homeschooling out there. Again, we don't want people just plucking at different activities in math. There's a risk of that too, especially with like, like we say with the tangible, oh, we'll do a bit of this today, do a bit of that. The subject knowledge, you know, and that straight line curriculum is, is so, so important to avoid the children getting gaps. Yeah, and you've so, touched on something else there that's really interesting that I hadn't thought about. And that's the, the, that connection. You know, there is a lot of homeschooling and there's also a lot of children who 
or not going to school, but also who may have like infrequent or sort of spotty contact with school. And actually mm-hmm. people can maintain some sort of access to yeah. bits and bobs that they can follow through, but also yeah. keep track of where they're at with it through something yeah, yeah. that is a straight line. Yeah. It sounds like it might be something that could support those people who maybe aren't accessing yeah. school every day. Yeah, for sure. If it's if you know you have got children in your school, giving them access to winner with numbers means that they've got the full number curriculum at home. And like I say, worst case, if there wasn't an adult there who was able to support them, you know, they can just press play. Most children are pretty tech savvy, if you like, compared to adults. You know, when it, it plays on their mobile phone, they can do the questions on a mobile phone as well. So that's what people say. If people haven't got devices, you know, looking at children who are more disadvantaged, we find that giving them an A4 sheet to do at home if they're not at school compared to doing something on their mum's mobile, even the most disadvantaged, the huge majority of people have got a mobile phone. They're much more likely to do something on a mobile phone than on a sheet that might get lost or, or what have you. And again, the teacher or the parent is able to access their, the answers to the questions in real time, you know, and it, it'll kind of analyze how the children are doing, what they're not getting right, you know, what when they need to move back to and so on. So a much more effective way for those children who are kind of installed part time or, or not at all. If they've got access to winning with numbers, you know, you can track if they're doing it as well on a daily or how often they're doing it and so on. So it would be you know, a really good resource for that. Because again, it's often the school's responsibility of that child, even though they're not coming in. So how can we meet our responsibility and ensure they're getting some kind of curriculum? And and again, because the videos are on there, they're getting quality teaching, you know, if they are accessing it. And that, that's just obviously something the school would have to, have to monitor. That's great. And do you think you'll ever offer Winning With Numbers to individuals? Yeah, we do. There's a school subscription, there's a tutor subscription, and there's a individual parent subscription. So if if schools subscribe, all the parents and children get access at home. Parents don't need to do anything. But if you're part of a school that doesn't subscribe to winning with numbers, as a parent, you can subscribe one child of ten children if you've got that. So yeah, individual parents can subscribe to the winning with numbers and have access kind of all year round. And then the same for tutors, because again, there's a lot of tutors who uh, could move through the Winning with Numbers through program with their with their tutees, and again, the parents would be able to access it as well. So, so yeah, it is offered to individuals too. Oh, it's really exciting. Maybe that's one of the things me or my colleagues might might explore with our development allowance so that we can get better at maths. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we've talked about loads of interesting things. Do, is there anything that you haven't had a chance to talk about yet that you'd like our audience to know? I think it's important to make the point that there's a lot of negative press around teaching and a lot of negative press around math too, but about the profession. And I think at every point in my life, working for a very disadvantaged school in Wales, particularly, and then moving into this winning with numbers, it is about improving life chances. Now, all schools will say that as part of their vision or on their slogan. But, you know, my personal mission in life, if you like, is to improve life chances. And I think there's been a lot of investment put into reading because we know that improves life chances. 
But we also know numeracy improves life chances and there's been less investment in that, which is exactly why we're doing Winner with Numbers, if you like, and we started it because we very much are about improving life chances and we know literacy and numeracy will do exactly that. So let's focus on numeracy because there's been a last work done in that area. So, you know, that's my person and I don't want to lose that. And, you know, if everybody listening is is in education, you know, I would, I, it's, it's slightly off, but let's not n- lose the kind of why and the purpose. It's challenging. It's difficult. There's a lot of negative press, but let's not lose the purpose and the why. And for me, it's about improving life chances. And so I'm not going to be negative about that, you know, and I'm going to be positive about that. You know, and I would just encourage everybody, you know, wherever they're at in their own personal math journey and wherever they're at in education, is to kind of not, not lose your why and not lose your purpose and and maintain a positive mindset towards math for education as a whole, because I think that is kind of slowly deteriorating and we don't want that, you know. So, yeah, that's kind of the last little nugget, I might say. Oh, that's a, a really nice Note to end on, where can people find Winning With Numbers and Harden Education if they want to find you? Yeah, so Winning With Numbers is, we've got a website and that'll give you all the information you need. And that's www.numbers.com. So not www, but www.numbers.com, Winning With Numbers. And that website will give you all the information you need. And there's a link on there if you wanted a demo or if you wanted informal conversation with us about anything we've talked about you can kind of book a slot directly into our diary so you know please please do do that so yeah that's probably the best place to find us and then Harden Education where we provide a lot of leadership training and support is hardeneducation.com but we talk mainly about winning with numbers but you can also find us there at hardeneducation.com and we are on Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram and it was kind of three stages there. So please do step on any social follower. If you- Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please follow or subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. You can also watch many of these conversations by heading over to cashalumni.org.uk and going to the CPD and best practice section of the site. That's cashalumni.org.uk.